again, not condoning it, yeah. depending on who he's trying to slide, you know, into. Mm. Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the savage podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Mm-hmm. It is July 10th. 10th. <laughs> to him, the time be flying. Time be flying. It's summer, summer be flying. I know. And it's, the city is alive. Yeah. There's so right everywhere. now, if you guys don't know, we live in Calgary, which is in Alberta, which Berta. is called, which called, it's also known as Berta. <laughs> and it is the Texas of Canada, yeah. as they like to say. Yes. So clearly we love it here. We're stuck. <laughs> guys, we're stuck in Texas. Somebody come and save us. Um, But every year uh, in July, there is a big cowboy festival. <laughs> It really sounds bad when we say it. It sounds so... Hick. Yes. Um, so there's a big festival called Calgary Stampede, mm-hmm. which for some reason, I feel like in the last couple of years has, has gotten more traction, maybe because of social media. It could be that. It also could be like, I think because it was on pause for a bit for because of COVID For a and couple stuff. years, yeah. So I think that has caused like people to go crazy this year. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they're like having record attendance. Really? Like, Even this year? Yeah. It said, I, th- I was reading an article. More than last year. Yeah. Well, no, I think July, they said July 8th. I think was the busiest day on record. Really? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so a lot of people even coming out of town from out of town. Yeah. And I have mixed feelings about Stampede. It's mm-hmm. it's obviously a good like a- atmosphere wise. The yeah. vibes are immaculate. The, okay. it's the am- vibes are fun. Yeah. The, the thing I like is like our city does come alive. Like even just walking here mm. or I, like I work downtown and I was just like walking around downtown. I went to my gym and the, the streets are alive. Like it feels like a normal city. You know, <laughs> yeah. it feels like normally it, it's like dead. I know. Like it feels like you're in Vancouver or Toronto or something <laughs> like this. Like it's like there's actually people in the streets versus yeah. like I'll walk to the gym and like see three people on a, on a regular day. And I'm like, <laughs> where is everyone in the city? But like, I'm not kidding. It's so yeah, busy. It's, it's a lot of people, but I am against like the rodeo and all yeah. the things that that are involved, like all the animals that are heavily abused in this during this festival the thing is i think if you want to avoid that you can just go to like a lot of the beer tents like you don't, <laughs> you don't even have to go to the stampede grounds because yeah. all of the big companies have like beer tents downtown like you can just you know go to those but the beer tents you kind of have to like have a ticket no you it's do usually like a concert yeah and it's it's getting expensive it's kind of expensive so <clears throat> yeah i mean i might go to the grounds so you can go to the grounds which is basically it's kind of like a big carnival yeah and it's it's you know, whatever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then you have to have a separate ticket to go to like the rodeo. So obviously that's not what I would do. Exactly. Um, but anyway, let's first do a shout out. Oh yeah. Because we have a new Patreon. We do. So Rose, remind our, remind our audience, what do you get for joining? So Patreon? guys, if you join our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the savage podcast, you get every episode a week earlier than everybody else. So at a much more timely fashion yep. and you get exclusive content. So every single month we do a bonus episode just for the Patreon members God damn. and you get a little shout out on our show <laughs> and uh, yeah. You know what I just realized? And ad free content. Yep. what you realize? We need to figure out what we're doing for July's exclusive. Oh pros. God, we need to discuss this later when you're not in a dark place. I know because also, <laughs> also we need to figure out how the hell all the extra episodes we have to record. <laughs> <laughs> like because guys, we really were gone all of August, so we'll we'll discuss after Stampede. 
because this week is crazy. I, I can't. So, I'm, we I'm say this every breakdown. week. Anyways, um, <laughs> like, a, like a rose is like brushes it under the rug. <laughs> Um, anyways, we want to give thanks to a new Patreon that joined. Yes. Thanks to Nikki yeah. for joining our Patreon. So guys, uh, make sure you join. It's patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Mm-hmm. And it starts as little as $3 a month. God damn, it'd be okay. cheap as hell. So anyway, one story that we want to talk about, which is kind of related to Stampede. Oh, yes. Because here's the thing. The Stampede, it's basically like a big carnival. Okay. So you, you know, you go in, there's games, there's lots of people, all kinds of weird food, like lots of deep fried food. And then, of course, there's rides. OK. And what like you like rides. I used to. I used to you love. You don't like them anymore. I don't know. I feel like as you get older, you start to like them less. I don't know what it is. Like I used to love like roller coasters and that feeling you get. Oh, in I hate it. Oof, I loved it. I, I have always hated rides, like really? scary rides. I like <laughs> very mediocre not not mediocre very very easy rides mm. like merry-go-round <laughs> ferris wheel yeah i can do the chair thing that spins what about the uh, the, the ship that goes like this ocean motion. no i can't do that oh that shit scares that i hate that feeling oh. the going down feeling i don't know how anybody likes it I love it. Oh, I used God. to love it. I used to. I have it. a phobia, and I I refuse. I used to try to go on these rides, and I would always like torture myself. Yeah. <laughs> and now I just refuse. <clears throat> well, you know what I think is kind of kind of freaky. So I thought about this before because when I was little, in Calgary, I don't know if they still do this. I think they might, but there would be like almost like like mini carnivals set up during the year throughout the year, and there used to be where my parents lived. There used to be like a Zellers there, which obviously has gone out of business now. Oh. And they had it in the parking lot? Yeah, in the parking lot. And they would set up like a mini like carnival with like all sorts of rides, like the zipper and you had like spinning really? rides and then you'd have like little carnival games and yeah. stuff. And it would be just for, like for that local community. And then they used to also do one like kind of at Deerfoot Mall and like people would just go. The freaky thing on those is like those are literally set up by people in like an hour. Do you know what I mean? Maybe not mm-hmm. an hour, but like it's just like set up that day. Like I'm a bit more nervous about those rides now because I'm like, I feel like it's a little bit shady. Yeah. Versus like if you go to like an amusement park where the rides are secured and yes. stable and they've been like engineered and built and they're not like moved around every like. Week, <laughs> yeah. You know, so. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, beyond my fear of actually riding the thing, there's also the risk of uh, potential death, which yes. leads us to the story. Well, well, I guess they didn't die. They, they didn't die. It, 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 I don't, it, <laughs> no. But listen to this. Okay. Okay. So first story. <clears throat> Officials in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Wisconsin are investigating how eight people became trapped upside down. This is like my war. This would be horrendous. On a roller coaster. Some of them for more than three hours. Imagine. Like you could die. You could because you get like a blood all rush. all the blood circulation. But I think what you'd have to do is like try to like. Like oh. move your head, hold your head so like, that you're still getting blood. You'd have to use your abs to like hold yourself <laughs> up. Actually, I don't know because you're in a pretty no, secure yeah. seat. So you'd have to be like this. I don't know. I don't know how you do all it. All the blood is... Oh, no. They would all be flowing to your head. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like you're losing... Okay. Not, I don't know what I was saying. But it, you could still... It's still it's not good. It's too much blood. Yeah. To the head. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Um, so I guess this took place at a Forest County Festival in Crandon. And rescuers were responded to report were blah, 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 that passengers were stuck on a fairground ride and arrived to find eight people hanging upside down from their safety harnesses. 
near the top of the loop. And why does this always seem to happen at like the <laughs> near top, the top? At the top, like it never like happens. You never hear about it like midway or. Well, like, that's because it's a roller coaster, Daniel. So there's a trail. So there's gonna be some people at the top. Yeah. And some people not at the top. But like. Usually. I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, or maybe it does happen, uh, but we just don't hear about it because it's not as you know, crazy of a story. Yeah, but this is the thing too. So this is part of the reason why it took kind of a little while to get them out of there is because of the, how high the ride was, they had to like use specialized teams and get like a funky, like extra special, like ladder thing to like help get these people out of there. So yeah. Yeah. No, no roller coasters for me. No, thank you. Are we not going to do one in Thailand? Right? Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. In Thailand. Are you fucking kidding me? So it doesn't, it doesn't sound like anyone actually died, but so after nearly three and a half hours to get all the passengers down, one person was taken to hospital. So it might've been that they had just had too much, um, blood in the head. Oh God. I do want to know, I wonder what the accident rate for those like traveling carnivals are versus the, the amusement parks that are, you know, set up. I would assume. I would also assume. But you know what that, what they say about assuming. <laughs> it mass makes it ass out of you and me. That's true. Um, but I would assume if I had to guess the carnivals that get set yeah. up and put down, like you would also, there isn't as much safety precaution, I feel like, but also anytime you're taking something apart, putting it back together, taking something apart, putting it back together. Yeah. Like your chances of failures or mechanical failures or yeah, whatever. This is true. I feel like it's just going to be higher naturally. Well, Stampede is also, isn't it a traveling yes. carnival? Well, some of the rides at Stampede are like there year round. Right. God damn be raining or hailing. Oh my god it's like it's been raining like every day i know the weather has been crazy yeah but during stampede always yeah that's there's true. always like random rain anyway yeah but anyway sorry guys <laughs> i just got distracted as i looked out there and i was like whoa what the hell um hopefully it's not like the other day when it was like a fucking oh god crazy downpour. yeah um but yeah i do feel like it would just be a little bit less safe and also like this is going to sound really bad. So anyone that's worked at a carnival or whatever, do not take offense to this, guys. I'm not. I'm just generalizing here. <laughs> this is when you know he's going to say something really mean. I know. I'm like, uh, no, it's not mean. It's just like, you know, like growing up, we would like talk about people that worked at the carnival. We <laughs> called them like carnies. Right. Isn't that the nickname? I think that is the nickname. And quite often it was like very like, not that this is a bad thing. It was like transient people. Yes. There are people that like, you know, might have been a little bit like al- alternative, I guess. They're not as like reliable mm. generally um and so yeah th- those and those were the people putting together the rides are they but they must be well trained on yeah you would think yeah so <laughs> i don't know but clearly there are accidents yeah. and the thing is when there is there's always going to be accidents mm-hmm. when there's like human you know you know there's human error always exactly. and the thing is no matter what guys no matter what you do in life go on any roller coaster there's always a chance something could happen exactly like which is why i stay away and that's why i don't leave my house <laughs> I'm going to become one of those people that's like, what is it called when you have that fear? Um, oh, Agoraphobia, God. is it? No. Maybe? Agoraphobia? Is that it? I can't remember. But you know that fear, yeah. guys, of like A not fear leaving, of leaving the house. Because you're just scared something will happen. Yeah. And if you just don't leave your house, well, Yeah, well, you know, really th- that's the thing. I, there's, obviously, I leave the house. I go traveling. I do a lot of things. Yes. Everything has a risk. You are right. Even if you stay in your house, there's risk. Okay? Yeah. Living Less. has a risk. Yeah, it's true. Okay? But then there's certain things where it's like... I really don't need to do that such as, and I know I, it's me because I don't like to do it Mm. such as riding a roller coaster, doing a, you know, like bungee jumping, skydiving, you know, these are, you know, if, if something goes wrong, it's, it's game over. Yeah. Well, it's like a higher risk. So there's certain things where are higher. Exactly. Like, would I go into a tube and go into the bottom of the Atlantic? Probably not. 
You're not going to go down to the Mar- Marina's Trench? <laughs> like, you know, we're we're I already watched, living there. I watched Titanic the other day because it was uh, trending on on Netflix, <laughs> which is just kind of bad, but you hey, know. You know what? Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. Well, I watched it in bits. So I, would, yeah. I watched like the first part and then I was doing stuff. And then like the next day I watched like the second part. Oh, what a movie, guys. Yeah. I recommend everyone to go back and watch it again because it's such a masterpiece. I watched over the weekend. I watched a film film um, called Dune. And what was it? What was it about, Daniel? It was very interesting. It's about this like society like that lives in space, basically. Okay. And they will. They live on different planets and all this stuff. And um, there's this one island that's like a desert. Okay. That, that produces this stuff called spice, which they use to like fuel their space right. travel, basically. And it's just about like how they're like the emperors trying to like get people to go there. And, okay. Like, well, not get people to go there, but anyway, it was it, it won like a bunch of Oscars for like best picture oh. and like all this other stuff. So I was like, oh, I'll check it out. Like, see was what it on like. Netflix? Uh, mm. Crave. No, I think it was Disney? on ne- Netflix. I think. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll check it out. And the only thing, the only complaint that I have, and I hate guys, this is like one of my, <laughs> one of my pet peeves with film films is like when it's like a fantasy or like an adventure film. And like when the talking happens, mm-hmm. like let's say there's an intimate scene in like a cave and they'll be talking like this. And you can't hear. <laughs> is it's it like, ASMR? And you can't hear anything. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, <laughs> like this. And you're like, Okay, what the fuck? Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to do that to you. Well, you literally just did what you said you I hate. hate. So that's what I hate, guys. <laughs> those of you listening to the podcast, I apologize. Poor people that are listening with their headphones in. I know. And then all of a sudden, I'm like... Uh-huh. But like, have you seen that before where films yeah, are like... Yeah, of course. The talking and is so you, quiet. You have, your, you have your volume up because they're yeah. talking and all of a sudden, it's like a giant crash. Yeah. And you're like, why can't they not... I mean, they, these these movies. Cost they have sound, you know, technicians. Systems. Yeah. They, have, they have fucking technicians. I'm like, you need to get but fired. They probably want the dramatic effect. Yeah, but I mean, do they want to burst people's eardrums? I, I don't think they care, Daniel. God, and I just, so that I felt like Dune. That was one complaint that I had. Is like it it flowed really badly. Okay. Between, oh, there was like it was kind of choppy. Between the talking mm. scenes, and it was actually kind of cool because one of the guys he's learning to like. There's also these people that are a little bit magic. Okay. And they can control people with like telling them what to do. A little bit magic. Yeah. So they, they would say things <laughs> and their voice would get like distorted and they'd be like, oh, give me a tea. Is it, is it more action or more drama? More action. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I don't really like action generally. Yeah. I'm more of a, you know, drama, comedy, mm. sometimes horror. I like pretty much all kinds of movies. <laughs> yeah. I literally don't have a genre that I hate. Do you like Titanic? I love the Titanic. Oh, God damn it. would be so good. I like all movies, guys. It's so sad. And also just like seeing the scenes again where... One of my favorite scenes, which I think is underrated, is the scene Paint where me they like your French girls. I mean, that's that's iconic. Okay, <laughs> the steamy uh, scene where, where she no, and then she says, "Wearing this, wearing only this." <laughs> God damn, the number of teenage boys that were probably like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I know, whoa. Um, no, one of my favorite scenes is because obviously the reason why I love Titanic is because obviously we have the love story, yeah, which is lovely, and it also has that socioeconomic disparity discussion Mm. you know first class versus third class but i love how it's like obviously tied to the real story of titanic Mm. and it shows that tragedy as well so one of my favorite scenes is the scene right before that vh vhs tape cuts off do you know exactly Uh, what i'm talking about no remember when titanic came out on vhs it was was a two i do remember that i do remember and the last scene of the first video is when basically it's hit the iceberg 
and all of the kind of leaders of the ship they they gather mm. and then the uh, mr andrews the one that designed the ship he comes down because he like, knows he's like an engineer or whatever yeah so he like comes down with the map he puts it down on the table and he's like he's like these compartments have been, you know, they're, they're now like, you know, ruined. And he's like, that's five compartments. She can stay afloat for the first four compartments, not five. Can you imagine being no. in that situation? No. And the acting in that scene is so good. I like rewatched that scene so many times. Mm. He's like, that's five compartments. And then like the, what's got, what's the Ismay? The Ismay guy, the one mm. that wanted to go faster. I think he's the one that like owns the ship. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, he was like, when can we go? And he's like, that's five compartments. The ship cannot stay afloat after five compartments. Fuck. And then they're all like, oh my God. And then Mr. Ismay is like, oh, and then and then um, Mr. Andrews is like, from this moment forward, there's nothing we can do. Titanic will founder. And then everyone's like super fucking dramatic. Yeah. And then Mr. Ismay is like, but the ship cannot sink. And then, <laughs> and then Mr. Andrew goes, she's made of iron, sir. I assure you, she can't. And she will. It's a mathematical certainty. <laughs> and apparently he did actually say that sentence. Mathematical certainty. Yeah. And then it just like shut off all the hope. Oh, that scene mm. is like, because like you're just, because ima- I was like imagining being in that situation. Yeah. Just imagine you are the captain. You are the maker of the ship. You're mm. the owner of the ship. And someone's literally being like, it literally, it because it hit one extra compartment, this is going to be at the bottom of the Atlantic. Yeah. And it was the ship that was dubbed the ship that could sink. See, they shouldn't have done that. They fucking jinxed it. I know. Man. Like, it, it, if you want to talk about Murphy's Law, yeah, exactly. like, do not call a ship unsinkable, guys, unless you yes. want. Unless you sink. want a tragedy. Exactly. Holy shit. I can't believe they are, They actually did call it that, right? Yeah. Like, that's insane. The unsinkable. It's like it's like calling a plane a plane that could never, never dis- crash. Never disappear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that that freaks me out that scene because the acting's so good as well so i was just thinking oh my god yeah just picture that situation the amount of oh and then as the captain you kind of know you got to go down with the ship oh yeah you know what i mean and then the the one also also just like thinking especially because like reflecting because they were like oh you know this ship is unsinkable (laughs) so they they just kept saying it too i know so they didn't have enough like life jack like imagine just like because then automatically your, your brain starts thinking okay the ship's gonna sink what do we have on? Oh fuck! We yeah. don't have enough lifeboats on this yeah. on the ship. Well, that was another discussion in that scene where yeah. basically the captain was like, "How many? Uh, uh, how many on board?" Yeah. And then one of the guys was like, "2,200 souls on board, sir." And then they just all know there's not enough lifeboats. Fuck. Not enough by half. <sighs> so fucked up. So fucked up. So fucked up. So um, like, if they would have just this is another thing too though. If they would have just prepared properly and exactly. had the appropriate number of lifeboats, like probably, I mean, yeah. a, a few people would have still died. No matter yeah, what, it would still sure. happen. Because it's of, like crashing and it it's was crazy. like chaos, exactly. whatever. Exactly. Imagine 2,200 people trying to get off a vessel, yeah, basically, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. So some people would still die, but it would have been like a fraction. A fraction of uh, what actually happened. Exactly, because people, well, uh, but then I guess you're lost at sea as well. Well, no, well, they called, so basically what they did was initially what happened was after the, situation happened they were calling out for help right Mm. so they found another ship but the ship was too far and it was four hours away yeah and the ship was gonna sink in an hour or two max they said yeah so by the end of the two hours i think it had fully sank yeah so basically the other ship was coming so as long as you're on the lifeboat yeah they will like find the you know they'll find you right but as long as the water doesn't get too rough and stuff though too right so that's another thing you gotta you gotta like move fast away from the boat because it's like obviously like sinking well yeah because you think it sinks and then it pulls so much water pressure exactly 
then the water is going to be all fucked. Yeah. It's, it's, but I think anyone that was on the lifeboats were okay. Yeah, I, think I think most, most of them survived. Most of them were fine. But this is why, like, literally, I'm sorry, guys. Like, for those of you that like to go on, like, cruises and all this <laughs> stuff, like, I have literally no desire to go on a cruise, to go on a boat anywhere like a not, i mean mm. not a boat like if i'm on a lake or something i'll get on a boat right like yeah and i'll do that and like a little ship to go to like a little island you know like sure. i've done that in like mexico before and stuff right but like to go out into the like open open ocean right, right? like to take out like imagine like taking a boat from like here or like not here but like the coast to like yeah england or something no i mean that does that mean you don't want to go on a gay cruise i will not go on a gay cruise <laughs> not a big thing in, in your world it is a huge <laughs> thing if, in fact i think that i'm you know I, my homosexual car is revoked because i haven't been i haven't been on a gay cruise I mean, you could probably do one that's like a little bit on safer seas yeah. or maybe in this like in the summer would that help because obviously the water was cold that was a big reason why a lot of people died yeah because well, of the water being so cold right exactly yeah um i think i think once you get onto the open open seas like i'm like mm, i don't know if it matters if it's yeah. summer or not i think that water's still fucking cold <laughs> yeah well it might not be freezing though that's true well and when where the titanic was if you think about it, there's icebergs in the water yeah yeah so exactly. that's, like, so it's that's like giant ice cubes exactly so of course um but oh god i think it's if, so bad it is i think maybe i would do one of those cruises like down in the caribbean or something because sure. like you're kind of it's still open waters you can still there's still a chance of dying obviously but there's like a little bit more land around so basically we've established that i don't do roller coasters you don't do cruises yep. we don't want to be in open water i don't want to do bungee jumping would you yeah. do bungee jumping mm, no i don't think so not <laughs> not now so basically should we just stay in our homes no okay <laughs> i still want to do other things like i want to yeah. go travel and like i'll get I on planes i have no issue getting on planes i do wonder what's the again what's the stats plane versus ship what's more dangerous i okay again i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it out there i'm assuming guys <laughs> this is very uh, let me google this while you throw it out the there. assumption podcast <laughs> i do feel like your chance of surviving a shipwreck would be higher only because, and this is, hear me out guys, only because generally if a plane crashes, like you're falling from such a high height down. Yes. That your chances of even, whereas a ship, it, like it could crash. You could get out of the ship. Yeah. You know, maybe get on a lifeboat, maybe get on a floating piece of the ship. Yeah. And have a higher chance. You're like, you're yes. not going to die from the crash generally. Necessarily. Yeah. Necessarily. You're going to die maybe from the water temperature or, or like yeah, being else. pulled under drowning. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, you're, but you can kind of like try to, I think it's probably less. What, what's the stats? Am I wrong? So you, th- you think ship is less or airplane is less? I think that your airplane, you're more chances to die. No, no. You have, you have to tell me what's riskier. Oh, so airplane. So you think more, there's more deaths by airplane well, or more deaths by ship? No, what I was meaning no, but I'm looking for one or the other. Which have more deaths. Um, I think there's probably been more shipwrecks than there has been plane crashes. So you think... But I think if, <laughs> if you were in... Okay, hear me out here, guys. Like, this is getting I confusing. Guess, no, I understand your logic. If I was in a plane or a, or a plane that went down versus a uh, boat that went down, my personal chance of survival yes. is going to be higher on a ship But are there more shipwrecks? I and therefore, are there more deaths on ships or more deaths on planes? I think that there's been more shipwrecks. So I think that there's been more deaths on, sh- on open water. Final answer? Final answer. <laughs> right or wrong? Are boats safer than airplanes and cars? Mm. There's only a one in 10,000 chance of dying on an airplane. Okay. I don't like that chance. And only five to six deaths per 100,000 registered recreational boats. Mm-hmm. So. That doesn't answer the question though. <laughs> One in 10,000. Does that mean there's one in 10,000 deaths of 
Yeah, why do they write it like this? I mean, it's stupid. But like, it's you gotta compare. It still shows you this is this this actually validates my argument of my on my. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. If I got uh-huh. in a boat go boat crash, I'm more likely to live than if I got in a plane crash, which that validates that. But <laughs> what, what what has there been more in the history of humanity? Where has there been <laughs> I don't more? Know. You know what? I give up, Rose. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> yeah. If any of you guys know, comment in the comment section below. I mean, yeah, I don't like the way they word it. Okay, so guys, am I, are we not understanding? There's only one in 10,000 chance of dying on an airplane and only five to six deaths per 100,000 registered recreational boats. No, this doesn't help. No. Because that doesn't answer. It's not. You're comparing apples to oranges. Mm-hmm. How is this? Guys, Google sometimes fails us. Google fails us a anyway, lot. next story. God damn, Roses. <laughs> the next story is close to your heart, Rose. Is it? So, guys, Jonah Hill, the mm-hmm. uh, beloved actor and now infamous actor after this story. Oh, God. Apparently, this people are... Oh, it's blowing up. People are divided, though, aren't they? Are they? Let's talk about it. Okay. So, basically, Jonah Hill, Oof. I guess... I don't know. You okay? The fuzziness from this oh. just touched my lips. So, I guess Jonah Hill, the actor that was in... What was he in? He's uh, been in a lot. Superbad. Yeah, he was in Superbad. He was, he was in, in um, um, the Wall Street one. Wolf, oh, of, Wolf Wall of Wall Street. Street uh, 21 Jump yeah, Street. Yeah, lots of like really big movies. Yeah. I guess he was dating someone named Sarah Brady. Mm-hmm. And she has recently released alleged misogynistic texts from Jonah Hill and accused him of emotional abuse. So the texts, did you see the texts? I haven't seen them yet. I'm hoping they're, that they're pretty crazy. Are they? I definitely saw them. Um, and also he looks funky. He looks so different because he's lost so much weight. He's lost a lot of weight. He definitely looks like a different person. Yeah. Um, so I guess she is like a model slash surfer sort of person. Mm -hmm. Um, let me find the text. Yeah. I want to see the text because it doesn't have it in this article particular. It's probably written somewhere, but hold on. Jonah. Because basically I I allege that she was, um, the texts were criticized, um, Apparently, he was criticizing her for posting like swimsuit photos. And I mean, I guess she's a surfer. So he, he, yeah. he was also like critiquing her for like surfing with other men. I know. It's which absolutely I'm like, ridiculous. What the fuck? Like, I saw it and I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. See if you can find the actual text. Okay. Well, okay. So I don't know what this part is. Mm-hmm. Take some accountability and operate with respect. It's just that simple. Because I'm tired of your attitude towards surf culture that contest, um, that con contest and that place because i deserve respect i don't know what that means mm-hmm. period i have been more than patient and then shit like this is still okay i don't know what the context is i need to find that one where he oh here's here it is so this is the one i think this is the part where it got really viral he wrote plain and simple if you need and he wrote in point form mm-hmm. surfing with men bound boundaryless inappropriate friendships with men to model to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful. I am mm. not the right partner for you. So basically, if if she needs any of these things, he is not the right partner for her. Yeah. Because um, it says, if these things bring you a place of happiness, I support it and there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for romantic partnership. My boundaries with you based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust. Okay. Question number one. Why are you texting this? Yeah. Okay. Like clearly they were in a relationship. They were together for like, it sounds like a year. <laughs> one year. And you are discussing this like over text like this. Yeah. 
But also, what really bothers me, kid, is a couple things. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play devil's advocate too oh, here for a second. <gasps> you're gonna, you're gonna defend Jonah. No, 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 I'm not gonna defend him. I'm gonna that's, say that's playing devil's advocate. No, no, well, yeah, that would be playing. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not playing devil's advocate. So I, you're not playing devil's no. advocate. What I was gonna say, <laughs> controversial opinion, but like, do we know for sure those texts were from Jonah? Mm. I see what you're saying by yeah, devil's advocate. Because you know what I could do? I could change rose's name yeah, in I my mean, phone to anything and then screenshot it and say rose or whoever said xyz i mean again i'm not saying that that's what she did yeah but i'm just saying especially when you're dating like a celebrity like if you if you've been linked to a celebrity there's some people that like and again guys I, i'm not saying that this is what she's doing but we have to be like mindful that maybe she um thank you rose maybe she's doing this to get a little bit of extra fame or, you know, throwing Joan under the bus. I don't know. Right. Like we don't know. So that's one thing could be right. Could be wrong. What also, if that is from him, how are you in this century? First of all, also the industry that you work in, how are you so insecure? Yeah. But maybe it is because of the industry he works in, um, mm-hmm. that his girlfriend, for example, uh, posts pictures with a big, bathing suit on and when she's a surfer when she's a surfer is surfing job exactly surfing with other men uh that's 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 part of the job i would say like probably i don't know how many percentage of do you not act with other women do you not kiss other women on screen exactly like it's it's ridiculous and i don't know how long i guess standards i mean let's let's look at this article because like how long did they date before he sent that message because the fact oh oh, and the kind of ironic part is and i feel like this it i'm sure it's been somewhat proven that it was real i'm not sure okay but it seems to be the consensus that it's a real text yeah it sounds like assuming it's real. Yeah, assuming it's real. But you're right. In any situation, we do have to at first make sure it's mm-hmm. real because we don't know. Exactly. Um, but basically, it seems as though they, uh, he had initially DM'd her mm. and basically was like, ooh, I like your surfing pics. So he like liked the photos yeah. before she was he was dating her. It's crazy. So it's like, okay, so now that we're dating, all of a sudden, you want to control my job. You want to... Mm. Like, she... He's like, oh, you can't model, you can't surf. Okay, you that's can't have my- you can't have relationships with women who are un- <laughs> who are unstable. Uh, like what the fuck? Like who are you to say who can be exactly. friends with or not? You know, clearly, what I mean? like someone sounds unstable and it's not her friends. Exactly. Like I don't know. Um, if, if I'm I'm sorry, guys. If I ever had a boyfriend <laughs> or partner, uh huh, um, that texts me and told me this kind of stuff, yeah. Oh. good riddance good riddance Bye-bye. like i'm sorry if you're like oh you know you can't be posting in you know because we post we post in our bikini uh, bikinis in our yeah. bathing suits. <laughs> do you post in your bikini not often okay you know like those are for my personal collection uh-huh. you know yeah uh but like we post in our bathing suits we post these things if someone was like oh you can't be hanging out with this person or this person because x was uh, like, it's so controlling i had a, a an ex-friend once oh an ex-friend ex-friend so i don't have that, that many ex-friends but i have a, a couple Okay, explain. And one of them met me in London. Yeah. I'm not going to go too far into this details because obviously in case she is <laughs> podcast. Um, you met this person in London. Well. Or you had known this person. I had known this person. Do I know this person? Yes. And we had do met. Do I know her in, do, I'm, I'm making the face. Is it the person I think you're talking about? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and they actually, we, we ended up, like she happened to be in London for like a trip or whatever and we met up and basically cornered me and was like telling me who I can and can't be friends with basically and I was like what I was, they were, you weren't dating this person I wasn't even dating this person and I was like uh hang on a second why are you why are you doing this? <laughs> I, I, I so almost sh- laughed I was like this is actually outrageous yeah like I don't like conflict very much but I was just like when she started saying that I was like 
<laughs> that what? is very strange. I like basically was like, okay, this conversation's over. That like, is very strange behavior. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts? Rose, on I this? mean, what are your thoughts on Jonah Hill? God damn. I mean, kind of strange. It I is. obviously we don't know these people, Yeah. but I wouldn't have expected it from him. I don't know why he mm-hmm. seems quite chill, yeah. but maybe just his characters that he plays, you know, I have no idea. So obviously I don't know this person, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's very inappropriate. Here's the thing. If you want someone that does not surf, that does not wear bikinis and post them online, that does not have uh, unstable friends, all that stuff, you look for that person mm. and you date, you find that person that doesn't post it, that doesn't have guy friends. Exactly. You don't start dating someone and then start to like, change try to control them imagine so you started dating some guy and he was like oh by the way i don't want you being on the internet <laughs> exactly you need to cl- shut your it, channel down exactly i'm just like i'm sorry uh who did you think i was when we met exactly and that's what's so hypocritical about this whole thing it's like when he slid into her dm i think that's what people were saying happened mm. when he slid into her dm he was talking about how like oh he was like liking her surfing photos and mm. liking her bikini shit so it's like you can somehow get in there through mm. those maybe that's why he's like oh it's because i liked it and therefore i don't want other men to like you know and it's like come mm. on now well the people are also saying like they're like oh she shouldn't have posted this his his new girlfriend i guess who he already has a new girlfriend okay she gave birth oh okay so they had a child and the the girl sarah brady the one that was the the ex-girlfriend the ex-girlfriend she said she waited and this kind of makes sense but she was like because people are like, why would you post this? His girlfriend just had a baby and you're posting all this like stuff about him. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, well, I wanted to get it out there. But she's also like out of respect towards the pregnancy because pregnancy can be risky, right? Right. I didn't want to put this out there and add extra stress <clears throat> to her while she's pregnant. Interesting. So she waited till she had her child and then was like, fuck you. Interesting. Yeah. How do we feel about her posting it? I'm a bit torn, I think. This is another... This is a, this actually this is, is a good question. This is the controversy. This is the controversy. Because, you know, they're not together anymore. So actually, right. this, is a, this is a really good question because, like, imagine you're with your partner. Right. You guys split up. You're no longer together anymore. What benefit does that have? I don't know. I'm torn. That person. Well, we always say if it's not... if it, it When it's sexual abuse, we encourage people to come forward. True. So then... Maybe the same goes for emotional abuse, mm. you know, and this maybe could, it wasn't physical, but yeah. clearly it was emotionally manipulative. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe the benefit is to better society, mm. to put a light on a shine a light on this type of behavior from men yeah. in relationships. Yeah. So there could, you could argue, but at the same time, do I like, is she just being petty? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard with relationships. Cause like sometimes you see these situations and again, I didn't follow the Johnny Depp Amber situation right. that closely, but like, from what I had seen and heard, <laughs> and guys, I could be coming at this. I didn't do enough research. I don't know. But like... It's, Story of our lives. I know. It sounded like both of them... Had, had a toxic... That, they had a toxic relationship, right? Yes. And sometimes, again, I'm not condoning or whatever. Sometimes there's one person that's a fucking crazy person or <laughs> manipulative, you know, right. emotionally abusive, <clears throat> physically mm. abusive, which is like not okay. Yeah. But sometimes you get in these relationships where both partners are just as toxic to each other. Right. And that's when I'm like, guys, like, you know, maybe you shouldn't be airing your dirty shit. Right. Together. Like maybe you just need to go your separate ways. Right. Chalk it up to being the fucking toxic relationship it was <laughs> and then move on. Right. So I don't know. At the same time, though, I do think that in a lot of these, I mean, I don't know, but in a lot of these relationships, there's usually, I think, I could be wrong, there's usually one person that's 
kind of the main abuser. That's more toxic. That's more toxic. And then, of course, that makes the other person toxic as well. Who's that in our relationship, Rose? You're the toxic. (laughs) You're the abuser. (gasps) How dare you? It's a mutual abuse. (laughs) Well, like you said, there's generally there's one person that's more. uh, I'm not talking about our friendship, Daniel. I'm talking about, you know, romantic relationships. Relationships in general. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about this situation? Let us know in the YouTube comments Mm -hmm. if you are listening or watching on YouTube. Yeah. Comment there. Whose side are you on? God damn, this just shows that celebrities ain't worth shit. I know. This is the thing. People are people. At the end of the day, people like, are people. it doesn't matter if you're famous or whatever, if you're a bazillion gazillionaire, yeah. guess what? We all have to shit. We all have to eat. We all have to, you know, we can, yeah. all, we can all of us be shitty people. Yeah. So, But yeah. it's like, buddy, pick up the phone. Mm. Like, also, come on now. You're a celebrity. This could be screenshot. I know. <laughs> The read receipts are real. The read receipts are real. Like it's like when the it's like when all that scandal was happening with um oh god what's his name oh Adam Levine well uh, that was another one yeah. but uh, the one I'm thinking of is uh, the makeup guru guy the James Charles James, James Charles and right. he had all this like oh scandal that he was like hitting on this like straight guy and like yeah. he, he was um like trying to take advantage right. of people. And then I, I saw recently more stuff came out about of course. him. And it was like more screenshots on Instagram where he was sliding into some people's DMs. Right. And I'm like, I don't know if it was him. Who knows? But I'm like, buddy. Just. Just. Do not. Do not. Yeah. But then that's how he's trying to get. Like, that's. A, I guess it's a little. D- not to defend his actions. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a little different because obviously that's. It's not like he already knows this person. Mm. So he's not going to call them, you know. So he's this trying to true. slide into the DMs. Yeah. Again, not condoning it, depending yeah. on who he's trying to slide, you know, into. Mm. <laughs> and also, I think like, I mean, in that situation, some of those like, quote unquote, straight guys, yeah. some of them were, or some of them maybe not, I don't know, but they would like go along with it for a while. Do you know what I mean? Like, I oh, feel so like... Are, are we victim blaming? No, we can't victim blame. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't actually know exactly. I can't mm. remember the James Charles situation that yeah, much, but I think some of it. I mean, obviously, I think the main issue was that he was going after like underage oh, people. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That was the main issue. Yeah. But then I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on board with you when it comes to, they were like, oh, they were trying to manipulate. He was trying to manipulate straight guys into thinking they're gay. I'm like, that's not like, you can't do that. Exactly. Well, and I think, I think they're thinking that because he has like fame and money. Right. So we're thinking can, of the power dynamic. The power dynamic. But at the end of the day, like, okay. if These I, are free people to exactly. do what they want. I'm sorry. If I was a straight guy. <laughs> and James Charles slid into my DMs. I'd be like flattered, buddy, but like, yeah, I like the vagine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't exactly. I, would I mean, be, I don't know what else he did, but yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, trying to convince a straight guy to like you is not a crime. Yeah, exactly. You know, many guys have done it, and some of them have succeeded. I'm yeah, sure. Well, you know what? There's a lot of closeted straight guys out There's there. A lot of closeted individuals. There's a lot of closeted people. Exactly. You know? And so. sexu- sexuality is a spectrum. I don't know how that we got to this. I know topic. this is random. Okay. <laughs> next this is, topic. Next story, guys. That'd be so okay, sad. guys. That'd be so we're <laughs> we're in the doom and gloom portion of mm. this podcast, yeah, because we're talking about America's foster care crisis. Yes. So it seems that there is a shortage of foster parents, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, there's lack of foster homes and foster families. Mm-hmm. Right now, there there are more children than there are foster parents, mm-hmm. and so it's it's a crisis, as, as they say. Damn. Which is very sad. Well, and I think it also ties into, <laughs> if you think about it, like 
especially with all the news we've had recently this year about like, you know, abortion, uh, mm. um, the crackdown oh. on abortions and stuff. You think about this situation, right? Yeah. You already are having a lot of kids in the system, right? And this is just another knock on effect of what we're doing, uh, what laws are being passed, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is an instant impact of what they've done with uh, some of the, some states yeah. have done with um, abortion rights and things like that, where they basically are like, you can't even have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that, it just this is like a point that I want to get across, and I've said it many times in this podcast. And we both have about how there are already so many children that need support. Mm-hmm. So, like for these families and these not families for these individuals that are so against people, you know, in situations that don't feel they can take care of a child and you know want to take the precaution or the you know measurements to do that, they're obviously they're not registering as foster families. Yeah, there maybe some of them are guys, but a lot of them aren't. Like. And, and that's why you're running into this problem where there are so many kids um, in this in a foster care system where we already know, like at least in many countries, the social social work, foster care, all of these programs are typically historically like underfunded. Yeah. You know, they don't have enough people supporting <clears throat> the program. And it's just really, really challenging. And it creates these knock-on effects of, you know, well, what, what, what happens to kids if they don't have foster families? I know. They're in orphanages. They're, Ugh. you know, they're... Yeah, what happens? Are they just in an orphanage? Yeah. Pretty and, you much. know, of course, Texas has been struggling for years with finding foster care ho- homes. Mm-hmm. Again, all these states, North Carolina, I'm pretty sure that's also a Republican state. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But a lot of the states that are that push for anti-abortion laws. Yeah. They don't fund. That's the thing. It's like, you're going to do that. Then you got to fund these programs. Exactly. This is the thing. This is exactly the point. Maybe not the end at the individual level, but if the government is saying, Hey, you know, we're not going to support or we're, we're going to put these laws in place where it really restricts and makes it harder they for people. they shouldn't do. Exactly. But they shouldn't. But they're going to do this. Well, on the flip side, they need to invest more money then into these social programs. Because but they won't. Exactly. We've said this before. Like, a single mom doesn't have the support she needs. No. Really. Like, so not only is she not getting the financial support probably that she needs, but then also the kids that end up in the system, they're also fucked. Oh, God. They're really fucked. Yeah, I know it's so bad. And yeah, it's literally it's always the same states that are pushing for, you know, celibacy, you know, kids don't don't have sex, you know, mm. um, and also they don't want birth control because they're really religious. Yeah. Same people that don't want abortion yet. And of course, surprise, surprise. It's those states that have the highest teen pregnancy rates, the highest whatever, all these issues mm. because they don't give a fuck. And then there's all these issues with kids that don't have foster homes. Uh-huh. And so it's funny that in these states that are so pro-life and that are so, they care so much about the kids, Daniel. They just care so much. Yet they're not opening up their doors to be foster parents. No. Like. Exactly. Hello. Like, what the fuck? Can't have your cake and eat it too. You know, but apparently they're, they're, they think they can. But they are so they're so worried. You know, the number they're, one, <laughs> they're pro life. They're so worried about that life. Yeah, they're worried about that, and also, you know, like obviously, you know, the amount of murders and killings that happen. Be- oh, because God. of the drag queens. <laughs> so they're also worried. Like we need to protect our children from that. Oh my! It's so. It's just. It's just ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy to me when we have facts and figures mm-hmm. like this. How government officials that are debating these topics, it's it's like. There's no leg to stand yeah. on. Like, I just don't understand it's how... It's so bad. It says here, in California, the shortage is so severe. Yeah, California's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. That some children have been sleeping on top of conference room tables, desks pulled together, and on mats on the floor. 
how is this possible? That'd be sad as hell, Rose. In the in the richest country in the world, you have kids that are sleeping like in a fucking conference room. But again, we have to remember they're richest by GDP, yes. right? But that wealth is concentrated yes, in Yes, I know. This is this That's is again why it's messed up. This is the fucking problem, guys. Yep. Wealth is concentrated. This is why you got to tax the rich. And then all this shit happens. It's so fucked up. Next story. Fentanyl. Fentanyl on Instagram. Mm-hmm. How, how social media is being used to push deadly drug in North Texas. God damn. What? So basically, what they were saying in the, in the article. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two rival crim... Oh, this is... So basically... Um, a lot of the like cartels and stuff are starting to use like social media and no. relying on like tech savvy business skills to like help pull in and recruit dealers to how? peddle their drugs. I don't know how they're doing it. Like, cause I don't, I don't get how like social media, I don't know. Maybe they like, cause they would be flagged. No, you would think so. But I guess there's so much goes on on social media. So it's mm-hmm. probably hard. Maybe they do it in a more sneaky way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because this here, the possibility of drug cartels using tech for their advantages is oh endless, God. she said. Adding there is a need for regulation forcing social media companies to do more to block fake ads or f- for fake prescription no, pills. No, block ads for fake prescription pills. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Mm. So is it them being like, oh, get these prescription pills, but actually it's fentanyl? Well, they, they obviously they can't say on social media that right. it's fentanyl. Yeah. So they'll probably have code words and like all right. kinds of stuff. Um, and they're saying, I guess it's, it's quote unquote, fentanyl is a social media drug, which is fucking scary. What? Yeah. Guys, fentanyl, you need to stay away from fentanyl. Okay. Yes. Um, it says, for example, in a high profile Carrollton case that resulted in as many as 10 juvenile overdoses, three of them fatal, a man used social media to make drug deals mm. and to describe the quality of the pills he was selling. The thing is, if he's using Snapchat, you can like, it says, yeah, Snapchat is an accomplice to my murder. Mm-hmm. So because a lot of young kids nowadays, they use Snapchat. You know, yeah. we, we're beyond that generation. We are beyond that generation. But a lot of kids now, they're like, oh, add me on Snapchat. Add me on Snapchat. I know. So I think, and on Snapchat, you can message people directly this and is- that message goes away. So yeah. I'm assuming that's one way. He's probably just like, hey, you want to try some like fun drug like yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. well and this is the thing too because like snapchat this is like well, this is also guys on a side note how you know if you match with someone on a dating profile and they're like mm. add me add my snap or <laughs> add me on snapchat like too young for me yeah too young um too young. but anyone I, over the age of 22 okay mm-hmm. get off snapchat but if you do snapchat like I did use it a couple times, like randomly. I used to like long time ago. I used to love it, like for face swap. Yeah, and stuff. In the, when it first came out. Oh, when it first came out. But when you send somebody like a picture and stuff, it usually it's like for twenty four hours or something. Yes, yes. And then it disappears forever. Exactly. So I'm like, but they they must have record of it. Like if they did an investigation, I like I don't think it just disappears. Well, I don't know because that was one of the. I think that was one of the uh, kind of concerns with Snapchat because a yeah. lot of people would use Snapchat to send nudes and stuff. So people were saying, are they keeping our nudes? Are they... So I don't actually know. Yeah. But there's so many snaps being sent back and forth. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are they really keeping it? I don't yeah. know. Well, I think this also presents a wider problem on, you know, because of how large these social media companies have gotten, mm. like, and the amount of users. Like, if you think about it, like, I don't know, Instagram probably has like over, I mean, I don't know, a couple billion users now. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not that much, but like so many. A Face- lot. Facebook probably has a couple billion now. And it's yeah. like, there are literally so many users on these platforms that there it is almost physically impossible for them to monitor all this content. Like even if they start using like AI and all this stuff to help them regulate, which I'm sure they do already, Mm. 
it's like again people can like outsmart the ai and like maybe do like code words or something you know what i mean like there's a ways around it so i don't know it's like it's just crazy i just can't believe what i can't believe is like how much more i'm hearing about fentanyl and how many people are doing it the thing is the crazy thing is are they actually doing fentanyl knowing it's fentanyl because what i've heard is that oftentimes because guys the reason why fentanyl is so dangerous is because it's very easy to overdose on it it's so potent it's very potent and the thing is one of the reasons why a lot of people we had a big fentanyl i mean we still probably do Mm. in canada as well where basically drug dealers would lace like cocaine for example with fentanyl because fentanyl is cheaper than cocaine yeah yeah so they'll like you know, they'll sell it as cocaine. They'll cut it in. They'll cut it in. Yeah. They'll lace it. They'll sell it as cocaine. And then tons of people overdose and they die because mm-hmm. cocaine isn't as uh, potent in terms right. of like you're not more, you're less likely to die from cocaine overdose or something. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest danger of fentanyl is that it's very easy to overdo it. It is. Yeah. And there's actually even, and I was like watching this documentary the other day yeah. about it, something even oh, scarier. God. Oh God, Daniel. So apparently some dealers are like cutting fentanyl with, um, I guess they said it's like a horse tranquilizer. Oh my God. They call it like Trank and like people are doing it. I was watching this documentary in this like certain neighborhood in um, the US. It's in Philadelphia. It's called Kensington, Kensington Avenue or something. Interesting. Is it really shady? Oh my God. Like it's like. so interesting. I know because our Kensington's nice. And usually Kensington, like, you know, in London, the Kensington area is very nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a posh area. Uh But I think, I think it was called Kensington. Um, But anyway, they were like driving around. They're talking about the area. And like, I'm not kidding you. As soon as you walk into this area, it was like. There was just like fucking used needles everywhere. Like, I, oh it god, was, it was imagine like, and everyone was just like on the street, like passed out. Like, so kind of like Vancouver. It was exactly like East Hastings, yeah, East Hastings, but like bigger area, right? And they were saying that it had like the biggest open heroin market in the world, like all this crazy shit. And then yeah. they started talking to these people that are using this fentanyl laced with um, trank. And the reason why it's so dangerous is because I guess with fentanyl, it's very similar to like heroin. It's like a more synthetic um, Synthetic, type of heroin that's like way more strong. But if someone's like overdosing on fentanyl, you can still use um, Narcan. Okay. Which is like a, a oh, thing, intravenous drug that they put right. in that like, you know, to kind of like counteract. Exactly. It, so it, kinda, it can save your life. Exactly. It blocks the receptors. This is what they do for heroin overdoses and stuff. Right. So it's like jab you, but right. like obviously fentanyl, you need a few more jabs, I guess. Sure. To like wake up. Anyway, if, if people are using this trank, there's no, it's anti- not, is it exactly, called an antidote? If, no. no, it's called a, um, what is it called? fuck, what is it called? <laughs> Guys, what is it called? Yeah. There's a well, word for it. You guys know it. what it is, right? Yeah. yeah. The thing that you take that'll kind of counteract the dangers. Exactly. Yeah. And on top of that. So there's no, for horse tranquilizers. Yeah. For, the, for, for that mixture of drugs. Right. Even if they use Narcan, it like apparently doesn't, is not like nowhere near as effective. Like it barely works. So if you're having an overdose, you're pretty much fucked. And yeah. then on top of that, people that are using this substance, um, for some reason, it's causing some people to actually, for their flesh to just start like eating itself. <gasps> So like a lot oh. of the people on the streets now are like bandaged with like bandages. Oh, Daniel! I know it's like it's it's honestly they call it like walking zombies. Oh my like, god! No. Their skin's their flesh like rotting. Is like eating itself. Yeah. <gasps> uh, but Do they, are they aware they're taking horse tranquilizer? Yeah, they're like addicted, right? right? Like and, and oh my god! And, unfor- and, and I saw people like commenting and stuff because like, it was like a video on YouTube and people are like, oh my god, why would why would somebody like continue to use that? That's so bad for them. I'm like, guys, they're addicts. oh my god, it's like adi- like it's an addiction. Yeah. Like and they they're obviously in a dark place. Yeah. Like what? Any we don't know their story. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. So it's just like. Oh God! It's so sad. It really. It's. It, oh God! It really freaks me out. The thing is, we kind of like talk about this a few. We've talked about this a few times on the on our podcast, but like the global drug crisis, mm. I feel like it's exponentially since COVID. 
it's gotten a lot worse like a lot like i hear about especially like not just down in the states but even up here in canada now Mm. like oh here in canada big problem yeah like even in calgary i've noticed so much change in the last couple of years where there's just way more people on the streets yeah like I don't know if it's like cost of living crisis part of it. There's like so many other things. There's these new drugs hitting the market oh that are God. so addictive and so bad for you. Like oh. it's, it's crazy guys. And on that positive, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I think there's one more story. Danny. There is. It'd be another fun one. Oh God. We started with the fun one. Well, kind of fun ones, less crazy ones. And now we're back to the doom and gloom. Oh, this one's kind of crazy. Yeah. So Texas man reported missing as a teen eight years ago has been at home with his mom all along. Yes. So what the actual fuck? It's actually kind of sad story. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, no. Was he like abused? Mm, okay. So apparently okay. he was reported missing eight years ago. Um, When apparently what had happened was he was reported missing eight years ago, actually returned home a day later and has been basically at home with his mother all along. Um, I guess what had happened was um, they, how did they find the guy? So he's now 25 years old, returned home March 8th, 2015, one day after he was reported missing. Yeah. And then. Uh, oh, here we go. He, he Sorry. He was found because I knew they found him. Basically, they found him. He was, I guess they found this boy, his um well, now he's 25. 25. So not boy, man now. Rudy. He's a man now. Yeah. So they found him, I guess, um, asleep outside of a, in front of an East Houston church. Okay. More than eight years after being reported missing. And like at the time, apparently when they found him, he was like really incoherent, like not speaking right. properly. And people were like, what is going on? Like they were like, what happened? Yeah. Um, and then I guess he had like a... Uh, an interview with somebody when he finally like came came, uh-huh, to, uh-huh. came to my better came the came to <laughs> and he was just like talking about how like his mom basically had like told him when he went missing and he came back home she had kind of manipulated him and told him the police were still looking for him he was in lots of trouble so he had to like stay hidden and then during that time like just basically abused him no yeah like badly yeah. so why did she keep him like what what is the purpose to have control over him? I have no idea. Oh my God. Well, I think that's part of it. I think she has like a lot of like, where does know. it say he was abused? Does did it say that in a different article? Yeah, it was a different article. Okay. Yeah. Right. So basically, yeah, this guy has been just at home for eight years, eight years, Daniel. Yep. Uh, I wonder why he was outside. Like, what had happened with that? I'm missing in Houston, Texas. Oh, God damn. Um, yeah. He claimed that he was severely abused and drugged uh, yeah. by his mother yeah. who had hidden him in her home. Mm-hmm. What the actual fuck? Yeah. Uh, this is crazy. So, yeah, he was 17 when he was reported missing and now he's 25. And when they first found him. Is that they- him? No, no, no. no that's somebody that's else. Him. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's the person that interviewed him. I think. Right. Okay. Because he was like, I think that's him. Right. Him. And um, basically, oh, I see. Right. yeah. <clears throat> and he was mentally tortured, basically living <gasps> in a house of hell. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. It says he was physically and sexually abused by his mother, who also forced him to take hallucinogenic drugs. And his body was covered in scars and slice wounds from his forearms to his wrists. Like what the fuck? Oh my God. What is wrong? Okay, seriously, mm-hmm. what is wrong with people? 
What is wrong with parents? What is wrong with people that have kids that do this to their kids? I have no idea. This is like the worst. It is the worst. I don't understand. Why have children? I know. And how how can like a parent do I this don't, to their like, child? Ser- like it actually makes no sense. And the amount that it happens, I'm sure it's, mm. you know, in the grand scheme of things, percentage wise, it's probably not that high. Yeah. But we hear about it all the time. Like child abuse, all these things. Exactly. It's I think, like, how do you do this? Exactly. See, it says here too, when he returned to his mother's house, when he first went, disappeared, came back a day later to his mom's house, she convinced him. See, it says. So he actually he, ran away. Is that what happened? I think he like ran away. And then, then he came back and he, he was like, back. okay, fuck this. And then she told him right. that he needed to hide or he would be arrested by the police for running away. Uh, so then that was eight years ago when he was younger and he was like, okay, well. You know. Oh my god, and he looks like a little boy. Oh my god. And it says, when asked by Far- Farius uh, why Farius had run away in the first place, <laughs> X repeatedly claimed Farius was tired of his mother not respecting his boundaries. Yeah. Oh my god. X claimed that the mother often made Farius... I don't, okay, basically, he, the mother made him sleep naked in bed with her. She said she would make him play daddy. Oh! She told him he had to be her husband. No! No! Daniel, no! That's so gross. What is that? What is that um, Greek thing that's called like, um, (laughs) you know, there's like that, uh, fuck, I can't remember what it is. It's about how like, there's this like weird dynamic with like mo- Freudian Freudian Freudian. Is it Freudian? Well, he's like the psychologist or I think he was a psychologist that kind of talked mm. about mother, like the like parent child relationships. But I don't think this is, I don't know. <laughs> it's so bad. He's like, um, people are saying, well, obviously he's going to need extensive professional help to manage the trauma. Oh caused by God. His mother. That is so disturbing. Like on so many levels. Like that's going to, that is going to, Oh, I mean, that's horrible. Yeah. That's awful. Like, so is this why you had a child? Like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you? How can you do this to your child? Ah. Oh. Yeah, it's just, it's horrible. It it's is so awful. Oh, God dang. I mean, but this happens more That's often it. than we would like to know. This is so fucked up. I don't understand. I really, it's so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm glad he was found, but eight years too late. Yeah. Eight years. Is that her? Oh, no. That's the aunt. Yeah. Eight years too late. I can't believe it. He basically, she wasted his entire young adulthood. Yep. Like, fuck, he's 25 now. He was 17 when he went missing. I know. And you know, those are crucial years of your life. Exactly. And you know, the thing is too, like a lot of these cases where individuals are like, you know, locked or kept in a, in a house and they don't have proper social interaction. Like it really, really stunts your yeah. So anyway, stories, stories sick, God guys. Damn, guys. Well, on that positive note, yes. I um, hope you enjoyed our stories. Yeah. Uh, the world is a dark place. What can we say? Yeah, it'd be a dark as hell. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you give this video a big thumbs up, and of course, subscribe to my channel or subscribe to my channel. Subscribe, subscribe to, to this <laughs> channel. Also, subscribe to I'm Rose's so channel, guys. I'm so used to just saying subscribe to my channel. Yeah. Well, subscribe to this channel, to our channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on whatever podcast platform you mm-hmm. listen to us on. Make sure you give us a five star review; those yep. help a lot. And of course, join our Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Savage Podcast. Yes, guys. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.